Pittsburgh Steeler fans, it is time once again for another episode of Bad Language, kind of a pregame show for your Pittsburgh Steelers. Not really, it's not your traditional pregame show. It just happens that usually this is where we uh, just get all revved up after the Pittsburgh Steelers play a football game, mostly on Monday morning, but Bad Language just happens to be in week two set to air on the Fans First Sports Network's Steel Curtain Network. Well, before the Steelers play on Monday Night Football at AccraSure Stadium against the hated Cleveland Browns. And while the Cleveland Browns are favorites coming into this game, and there's a lot of worry in Pittsburgh, all that pre-game optimism has turned sour like a bad glass of milk left out right next to the sun. Just like that. Everybody went crazy. And I, I got to tell you, I'm drinking that spoiled milk. Usually I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. The good Kool-Aid. The Kool-Aid that says, hey, the Pittsburgh Steelers have turned it around. It's going to be a special season. I actually kind of still think it's going to be a special season for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But I've been beaten down this week. I have been buying in to the pessimism. And I don't normally do that. I usually think for myself. I'm usually an optimist. I'm usually that guy that can be misconstrued as a homer. And I'm really not. I just call it like I see it. And I'm that guy that feels, I tell my wife all the time, everything's going to be all right. No problem. We will get it figured out. I think the Steelers will get it figured out. But are they going to get it figured out this week? They have to. So if you ask the question, is it threat level midnight already in the Steel City? Well, I'm going to say damn right it is. Yeah. This team is too young to go in that 0-2 hole and not struggle to get out of it. This team cannot afford to be 0-2 like the Cincinnati Bengals looking up at 2-0 Baltimore and 2-0 Cleveland. Well, if the Steelers are who I think they are, they're not going to let it happen. They are going to be tied for second place at one and one with the Cleveland Browns and have a game over them in the standings already. It's a divisional game. It's crucial. Now, the Browns are going to come in looking good already because those uniforms are going to be sick with white helmets. I love them. I'm a uniform guy. I'm like a fashion consultant. I've always been that way. I've been that since I was a kid. My buddy Jim, who's a New York Jets fan, we grew up and his brothers used to make fun of us because uh, we were always talking about how cool uniforms looked. They called us Sergio and stuff like that. Like Sergio Valente or Pierre or Pierre Cardin because we were fashion guys. But no, I I like what they're going to look like. But that defense looks good, too. Man, 
the offensive line has got to get it together if you're going to deal with Miles Garrett, even if he's not swinging a helmet at you. Yeah, no, I'm never going to let that go. You know, just face it. I'm keeping that in my arsenal. So, is Kenny Pickett going to be a part of Miles Garrett's graveyard that he'll put up? Ben Roethlisberger was a part of it, but he was like, nah, we're going to beat you on Halloween. And they did two years ago. But you got to deal with Zadarius Smith now, too. It's a good defense. What's scarier? The Browns' defense or Nick Chubb? Well, they've held Nick Chubb into check before. But they were giving up a lot of yards to the San Francisco offense, and that's a very good offensive line. Offensive line's a little beat up for the Cleveland Browns. You've got Ty Conklin out. Did I call him Ty? It's not Ty Conklin. That's a that's a tight end for the Jets. Let me try that again. I'm messing up first names all the time now. I never called him Percy Harvin before. Now I'm calling Presley Harvin Percy because I'm reading it on the live chat. Now it's infecting my brain. Stop that. Stop that, Brian. I just figured out the difference between Nate and Nick Herberg. Herbig. Sounds like a Pittsburgh name, though. Herberg. Hey, the Herberg brothers in that. Yeah, that actually sounds good. Now, you know what? Nick Chubb is tough. That offensive line, though, is really beat up for the Cleveland Browns. Everybody's thinking TJ Watt is going to go nuts. But I'm not ready to say Dewan Jones at 6'8 or 6'9 or whatever he is, 7'7, 821, how big that dude is. He's a good run blocker. That's going to help Nick Chubb. But is TJ Watt going to get 17 sacks? No, he's not. They're going to help him out, they're going to give him plenty of help. And he's not as bad as anybody thinks. Sure, he was picked late. You just hope that TJ's quickness confuses him just a little bit. And TJ takes advantage of it. But I don't think he's going to go nuts and break the sack record. Tonight, I'm talking single season sack record. I do expect T.J. Watt to have a sack and be the all-time Pittsburgh Steeler sack leader. I don't expect him to relinquish that when Cam comes back. By the way, on a note, I'm crushed that Cam is out for what looks to be eight weeks, positive, possibly more. My, my ultimate hope, and I said that, I've said this for a long time, I was the only one saying this, by the way. If you said it, I didn't hear you say it. This was what I thought was an original thought. But then again, I think a lot of things are original thoughts, and then it happens. And someone said, oh, yeah, we had a patent for that years ago. I'm like, but the air fryer idea was mine. What's going on? No. So 
I did not come up with the idea for the air fryer, by the way. But if somebody comes up with chicken Parmesan flavored chips, that's my idea. I'm just saying that right now. But let me just say this. I wanted to see Cam Hayward get one more sack than TJ Watt at the beginning of the season to temporarily beat James Harrison's record. Still love Debo, but records are made to be broken. And I wanted Cam to do it first, even if it was for just one week. And TJ goes nuts and seizes the record forever. But that's not going to happen. I'm perfectly happy with TJ getting the record. I was counting that down like crazy. It's just a thing, you know? It's just you want to see your players break records. And you want to see your players achieve single goals as well as team goals. But bad, it doesn't matter. They lost that game. Doesn't matter if TJ has the record. Who cares? Yeah, I care. Because you want them to chase those accomplishments if they still do it as members of the team. And that's what TJ Watt, he's TJ Watt's a teammate. You don't worry about that. You want to see those individual things. My next record, man, I can't wait to see. And I hope it happens. Mika Fitzpatrick. I want to see three more pick sixes. I want to see him get, get to six. And the team wants to see him get to six and break that record. Tied with, uh, it's Willie Gay at five and Rod Woodson with five, by the way. If you didn't know that. Yeah, I'd like to see that stuff happen. But what I really need to see is this team win a game. And so I asked this question eight minutes ago. Is it threat level midnight already in Pittsburgh? Yeah, hell yeah. It damn right. As I, this show's called bad language. So that's the closest thing you will get to hear me swear. I still keep it PG, but that's okay. You could hear damn and hell in PG movies. Goonies had all that stuff in it. I love the Goonies. Great movie, by the way. I need to watch the Goonies again. But I digress. Let's talk about this. It is threat level midnight if the Steelers go to 0-2. It has to be. It just has to be. This team cannot afford to get down. Now, will they have a losing season? And I know half of you don't care about the record, the Mike Tomlin record. I care about the Mike Tomlin record, not because you just don't want to see your team have a losing season. You'll never hear me playing for draft picks. I don't tank for Tua. I don't tank for who are they tanking for now? The kid from USC. We're not tanking for him either. Caleb's good. Caleb Williams is great. You don't want to see him tank. You want to see him get there. The big thing that I'm mostly concerned about 
is the offensive line making sure that one Kenneth Shane Pickett is protected and that Kenny Pickett is not hobbled or wobbly or concussed. And he throws accurately. Now, look, a lot of people took a lot of flack last week for saying that Kenny was awful in that game. Kenny Pickett is one of my favorite quarterbacks. I think he is the guy in Pittsburgh. He was not the guy in week one. And you can call it, you can say that. My gosh, if I don't call out or any of my partners here at Steel Curtain Network, if we don't call for the head of Mike Tomlin and Matt Canada every single second, we're homers and we kiss their butts and we just want to get press passes, which some idiot wrote last year. If we're not calling for their head, they go after us. But guess what? We got, you went after us last week when we said Kenny had a horrible game. We did throw a disclaimer in there. The disclaimer was Kenny Pickett had a terrible game. I think he's going to rebound from this. But you worry if he has a second one. Now, I think Kenny is the kind of guy that is not going to get down after it. I think Kenny is definitely the guy that can put this game behind him. He's a 25-year-old second-year play, second player. And he is the guy. But everybody that was crowning him after three games in the, the preseason, and I was one of them, now they're saying that tank for Caleb which is the biggest bunch of hooey. I think Kenny's going to be fine. But you just worry. You have that little bit of worry that he's not going to be. We're fans. We're supposed to worry about that. But you don't go and go back on that promise and say that he isn't any good. But you could go and say the man had a bad game. The Steelers had a bad game. And what we need to see is if this is an anomaly or not. If they lose a second game and they get embarrassed, then my goodness, it's not an anomaly. Then you start thinking, wow, they've got to dig out of the hole. They dug out of the hole last year. They nearly made the playoffs. And nearly by a bad call in a Jets-Dolphins game. To one of the most annoying teams in the NFL, the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, they are. I won't have more of that on that sh this show, but that's an annoying team. All right, I'm going to take a break. I'm getting way too fired up here. Maybe that's what I'm supposed to do because I want the players to be fired up. It's pregame. The Steelers play this evening. Yeah, I am pumped up. Let's go to break. We'll be back right after this on Steel Curtain Network. It's bad language.
Yeah, we're back. It's bad language. I'm Brian Anthony Davis. I hope you had a chance to check out Jeff Hartman. And that show that we like to call Let's Ride. It's kind of our flagship audio show here. That is fantastic stuff. If I did not know Jeff and I listened to that, I'd be bookmarking it. I'd be like, this is my show. This is my Monday, Wednesday, and Friday show. Guess what? Special bonus. Tomorrow morning after the game, after you listen to the post-game show with one Mr. Hartman, one Dave Schofield, and one Brian Anthony Davis. That's I know that guy. That's me. Then check out a Winners and Losers edition of Let's Ride tomorrow. Programming note this evening, we're not going to have a hangover. We're going to give Daniel J and Shannon White the night off. Shannon didn't want the white night off. That's, man, he's a trooper. He's that guy, man. He's He wants to talk Steelers 24-7. When Shannon talks about the Steelers, man, he is great to listen to. Make sure you check out Shannon White. And he'll be back on Wednesday night with Big G, Sean Gurley. And Tate Boy Fresh, that's Kevin Tate, with another episode of Pump Your Breaks. So if you're missing out on Shannon and Daniel J, they're not going anywhere. They're just taking the night. We're giving them the night off. Because there's going to be lots of programming tomorrow. Another episode of the Here We Go, the Steelers show. It's kind of going to be more of a uh, Kevin Smith and me as we uh kind of evaluate the show <laughs> not to show the game you evaluate the show we don't another episode of the fix then later in the afternoon scobro show tomorrow night with the incomparable rich schofield and the even more incomparable david schofield they'll be on as well so hey lots of stuff coming up win or lose we're here we're going to be talking about it. Will we be celebrating? We have to be. We have to be celebrating the Pittsburgh Steelers. Does this get them back on track? Yeah, it does. A win gets them back on track because the Cleveland Browns are not a bad football team. They are a good football team. Some people think they're a playoff football team. Now, Let's take a look at last week. Steelers were completely embarrassed by a team that I think could be Super Bowl champions in the San Francisco 49ers. A team a lot of people thought could be champions. Cincinnati Bengals. The Browns ran all over. And they made Joe Burrow look terrible. But you know who made Joe Burrow look terrible? The Cincinnati Bengals did. He's not right. I watched him yesterday. You expect him to rebound. He is not right. He is not physically right. You saw him vibrating with that vibrator. I'm not being dirty. The vibrator on his calf on the sidelines. That guy, was. he's not altogether and the Ravens are good enough 
But here's the problem. The Ravens had two great defensive backs out of that game. Marlon Humphreys was not in that game yesterday. Neither was Marcus Williams, the safety. And Joe couldn't throw on him. They rushed him back. Cincinnati really screwed themselves by rushing him back. That's not, that's a typical Cincinnati Bengal move or a bungle move, if you want to call it that. So we're talking about last week and the reason we're talking about last week and actually we're talking about yesterday as well. The reason we do that, you're going to find out who the true black and gold are early. Will that offensive line rebound? Will that defensive line buck up? Well, they have, they had an extra day to get things together on that offense, that defensive line. They lost an offensive lineman, possibly. Well, you, you know, you know, people are out both sides. You know what's going on there. How's Broderick Jones going to look? Can they stop Nick Chubb? Those are the things that we got to think about. And if they do that, they can. They don't have to worry about Jack Conklin. If Dewan Jones is not the Incredible Hulk there and TJ Watt gets free or Alex Highsmith shows what he can do on the other side, they put pressure on Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson is not back to his old form. Some people thought he might be last week. He's not. Amari Cooper's not in the game. That's a very, very, very good wide receiver for this team. Sure, you got to deal with Elijah Moore. I get it. Sure, you got to deal with Donovan Peoples Jones. Is it People Jones or Peoples Jones? He's not the People's Champion. That's The Rock. Made it back to SmackDown the other night. Good stuff. So, you know what? There are things that could be done. If you give Mike Tomlin an extra day to prepare that's good so what i'm thinking here they got to get back on track they're going to be announcing the offense they are offense hopefully they come out fired up but you don't really want to see the offense get the ball first I would rather see them go back to deferring. I think that would be a good thing. And by the way, let me bust a myth right here. All the national commentators saying that, wow, you let all these people from San Francisco in. I talked to a season ticket holder, one of my regular listeners. Rick texts me and says, hey, this isn't true. In my section, it was all black and gold. You couldn't see a 49er fan. The NFL has made it so that other fans are going to get a chance to buy a ticket. 
Another myth is that the Pittsburgh Steelers travel well. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, they don't. They don't. What they do, and you've heard me say this before, is they show up. Back in the day, if the Rolling Stones were coming within three hours of you, you were making the trip. You were making the pilgrimage. If Taylor Swift is coming four hours away, your daughter is making you buy tickets. I know mine would if I could afford it. They're ridiculously expensive. Now she's got to go to a movie to see it. Got to pay money for movie tickets to watch her tour. Yeah, and I have to go. So that's what's happening. NFL makes it possible to buy the tickets. I'm going to be one of those people doing it. I just happen to be in Nevada that week. And I'm going to do everything I can to be in that stadium. Probably not going to wear black and gold because I don't want to get murdered. Probably wear a black t-shirt. I will cheer for my team. But I'll be in attendance. I just don't want to get beat up. That happens at Raiders games. Even more. I would deprive you of this voice. I would deprive you of this witty repartee. But I'm not one to mouth off. I make friends with every other fan of an opponent. That's just who I am. I'm not that loudmouth guy. I, I am on the show, yeah. But other fans haven't taken over. People aren't apathetic to the Pittsburgh Steelers. The fans are going to be rocking tonight at this game. And if you don't take the fans out early, you have a great chance to win this game. You got to strike first. You have to not give the offense of the other team an opportunity to be begging for you to get a first down. So they get a rest. You just got to be better. I think the Steelers can. Did I pick against them this week? Yeah, I did. The reason I picked against them is because I'm just hoping I'm wrong. That's it. Because at the end of the day, what I think isn't going to change what the Pittsburgh Steelers do. That's it. It's going to be a good one, my friends. I'm telling you. It should be a good ball game. It's the second end of an NFL doubleheader tonight. If they are who we think they are, yes. We can say on the post-game show, we're back, baby. We're back. But we're lying to ourselves if we say that this is not a crucial game. Yeah, it's crucial already in week two. My great friend Dave Schofield might disagree with me on that. But I see games like this that rear their ugly head in December and late January where you're watching and praying that the refs don't make a bad call or Joe Flacco and the Jets could beat the Dolphins. Yeah, that's basically the way it is. Do I think the Steelers can win? Yes. Did I pick against them? Yes. 
Do I believe in what I picked? Not really. Let's see what they can do. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. This is the Steel Curtain Network. This is bad language. And of course, I ain't apologizing for nothing.